I know what we need to know today. Very interesting book that's out right now. We Don't Want You, Uncle Sam. It's by Matthew Weiss. And I'll tell you, it's a very interesting book. And we have on a hotline to learn more about it. So, good day, Matthew Weiss. How are we doing today? We're doing good? I'm doing great. I'm coming to you live overseas uh, here on a Marine Corps base somewhere somewhere very far away from New Jersey. All right. We'll just keep that as an undisclosed location. So, Matthew, why did you find the need to write this book? And what's going on with the current state of recruiting? We are simply in a really bad recruiting crisis. We're not having enough young Americans sign up to join the armed forces. Mm -hmm. And my generation, Generation Z, which is anyone born between 1997 and 2012, is really the main recruiting effort right now. And so I, I did this entire analysis and I wrote this book, Why Isn't This Generation Joining? What is the disconnect between the young generation and the military itself? And so the famous line, Uncle Sam wants you, sort of my generation is saying, we don't want you, Uncle Sam. That was the title for the book. Okay, so talking about now Generation Z, so can we just go over, what's the age group there one more time? 1997 to 2012. That's the age of Generation Z. Yeah, okay. And what are the reasons why Generation Z is just kind of opting out of this? Yeah, it's a, it's a major issue that the Pentagon is working hard to solve. And really, I can break it down in three three categories. Identity gap, knowledge gap, and trust gap. So from knowledge gap, there are less veterans now than there were. In World War II, everyone had an uncle or brother that served a million, 10 million person army. Now, we simply have only 1% or even less of the population that are veterans. So people mm-hmm. just know about the military less. They're not as familiar. They don't know as much. They don't know what a life in service actually is. Identity, does Generation Z see themselves in this generation? Instagram and smartphones actually putting on a uniform and going and becoming a service member. That's an issue. They're not seeing themselves identifying with the job. And then trust, trust in our institutions, in all um, institutions are, are down. Generation Z is a very knowledgeable generation. We've had social media. We've had the iPhone from a very young age. And so we're having some trust issues with this larger institution. And those three gaps are the reasons, major reasons, why we're not uh, seeing as much recruitment as, as we would like. Can we uh, also touch on maybe patriotism? I know when I was in school, I'm a lot older than you. It was very, very important to be patriotic. And over the last decade, do you see people just not standing up for the flag? People are just kind of like tuning out of that. Can that be a factor too? Yeah, there, there is definitely a patriotism factor. What I'd like to say in my discovery is Generation Z is no less overall patriotic. I think we're, we're certainly uh, don't express it as much, and we've had some uh, issues with patriotism in the past. But for those that are in the military and the people that I interviewed for the book, it's still there. I think the analysis or the insight is that Generation Z is much more open with the what's in it for me. And a lot of the older generations will say, well, that's selfish and that's wrong. And I, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think we're just simply more open with understanding, hey, what am I getting out of my time in service? What is the benefit to me choosing this career path versus any other career path or any job? And I think that's something that matters to us. And the DOD as a whole has to really message that and connect with the generation. We can't use 1940s industrial era policies to sort of connect with this very modern generation and get them into service. 
let's uh, look at Army and Navy and all the different branches there. So I know what enticed people into the different branches were, oh, I want to join Navy. I want to see the world. I want to join the Air Force because I want to be a pilot. Are those still there? Yeah, they're definitely still there. You definitely see different branding uh, between the, all the branches. My Marine Corps, right, our branch is unique in many of its ways. Uh, we would like to think very separate from the other branches with their own unique joins. There's definitely phenotypes, as they'd say, that certain people go into certain branches. But still, overall, my biggest issue is that Z's itself, my generation, is just not thinking about service in general. And that needs to change or else we're going to have some serious political and military issues in the future if we don't have a standing strong military. And so the goal of the book is to really have leaders wake up to this fact from the ground saying, hey, you need to change what you're doing if you're going to try to solve this recruiting crisis. So, uh, Matthew, let's just ask this question here. They call you, they say, okay, you're in charge of marketing for the military. What's your first thing? <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. They did call me, and I've spoken <laughs> well, to many generals did. now, okay. and and many people in the Pentagon. <laughs> so, so the short answer: Look, if I could wave my hand mm -hmm. and say I give the value proposition of the military, yeah. is the value prop is that it is the world's greatest physical social network. My generation, Instagram, Facebook, social media, the iPhone. We're struggling to find these key life connections. We're more depressed than any generation. We have mental health issues, and we grew up in a somewhat turbulent time, right? We need connection. We strive for it. We crave it, right? The military itself is the single greatest physical social network. The bonds you make with the people that theoretically would save your life one day or fighting in battle with you one day are closer than anything else in any other employer in any other workplace. And that really is the value prop. And I've asked thousands of young service members now, what's the greatest thing? And it's always the people you meet, right? And so I think that is the value prop that has to be presented to the generation. Now, to actually solve the issue, right, and they say, okay, what's one thing you could do? It's really to encourage this conversation in American households, American dinner tables, really anywhere, to actually have people discuss, okay, what is military service? What would consider what would you consider to actually join even if only one percent of the population actually joins we all need to sort of re-put that back in our discussions and our minds and can't just have this military thing go in the back of um the wayside here we have to as the american populace discuss these things how to encourage people to join and increase the actual uh, appeal of military service what about like in the past a lot of people joined to get a college education. There was a lot of benefits to joining the military. They're still there, right? A hundred percent. And yeah. the benefits are totally positive, and we should encourage that. One thing I think we've gotten away from is it's only noble to say you joined because of, you know, you're patriotic and wanted to serve the nation. I think it's totally okay in this generation to be open and honest. Say, I, I joined the military because of, uh, this college benefit. I joined the military because I wanted to see the world. Saying those things that seemingly are selfish or, or self-interested or what's in it for me motivated, I think is okay to encourage people to actually join. Right? We're, we're trying to promote a professional organization. We want the best people possible. If the best people are going to be attracted because of this, this, or this, it's okay to say that. And it's important as a society that we honor those people just as much as the people that served because they truly had a desire to rally around the flag or to be patriotic, right? We have to balance those two and be okay with that. There are amazing, tremendous benefits 
that the military has that I think a lot of people just don't know about, and that's the biggest issue. It's a marketing and discovery issue. So getting back to the marketing, are they dropping the ball on where to place ads and where to put their message? You have so many different platforms nowadays. You have TikTok, you can get on. I see the Israeli army, the pretty girls of the Israeli army on TikTok all the time, TikTok all the time. And, uh, I mean, I'll tell you this right now. If I was a young guy, I'd, I'd probably join the Israeli army to meet those women. <laughs> so, but it's, that, that marketing is hitting me, and it's not even marketing. It's some people putting up those, those videos of the, of the pretty women of the Israeli army. So the marketing is a huge piece, and the, the DoD has a massive ad budget, and they do run good ads. I think, in truth, the, the way that this is going to be solved, and, and the thing I keep encouraging them, is it has to go down to the ground level, and the greatest marketer is the person that just joined. Mm-hmm. Right. So in the military, we have this recruiting command that does all the marketing and the recruiting. And you know, once you're a young service member, you join, and then you sort of forget about the whole process of joining basically for the rest of your time in uniform. And that's very unique or different from any other organization. If you join a company, you're almost incentivized. Uh, oftentimes you are monetarily if you get other people to join and the boss wants you to bring other smart people in from your college or from your high school or whatever. And so I think it has to go back to that sort of every person is responsible for recruiting mentality that, yes, they'll blast out the larger ads and the Super Bowl ads or whatever, but on your own TikTok or your own Instagram, you have to encourage your own peers to consider a time in service. If you just graduated high school, went to boot camp, went through an amazing life change and experience, you should feel the impetus or even the military requirement to go back to that high school and just talk to one kid that you were friendly with from a younger age or talk to one person at lunch one time, explain, hey, this is a path that you should consider. Go go stop by a recruiter's office. That's sort of the way that grassroots ground appeal, again, back to those family dinner conversations. That's the way to actually solve ourselves out of this crisis. Gotcha. Well, you summed it up very nicely for us. Matthew Wise is the author of We Don't Want You, Uncle Sam, and where is it available? It's available on Amazon. It's an audiobook, paperback, and uh, really just basic Amazon search. We don't want you, Uncle Sam, is the best way to find it. And awesome. ebook, too. <laughs> awesome. Well, good luck with the book. And I'll tell you that's something that people should get up and they should read and they should talk to their families about. It and uh, thank you for writing it. It really is, uh, I think it's needed right now, honestly. Otherwise, it's going to be a draft, I would imagine, right? Unfortunately, uh, they're. they're Fortunately, we're not too close to a draft yet, but there are mm-hmm. potential issues one day. If you don't staff the force the way we have to, we're going to either have to cut back on force uh, force uh, commitments or we're going to have to seriously look at our military in a different way. It's been 50 years since we've had this all-volunteer force, but mm-hmm. we are in dire straits in manpower, and so we're really going to have to do some considerations now. Well, a book like this actually brought it up to the forefront because I had no clue until I just spoke with you. So thank you so much for checking in with us and letting us know this great information. Absolutely. You have a great day. All right. You too.